0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Tampa Bay Lightning 3, Pittsburgh Penguins 1. The Pens were challenged coming into this one by both their general manager and their head coach. Their general manager said the two games in Florida were imperative as to where the direction of the season could go. Head coach Mike Sullivan switches the lines around, puts Riley Smith up on the first line trying to get him going, bumps Brian Russ down to the second line, and they just didn't respond. That's the story of this game. The Penguins were challenged. They were tested. They were you know, told to go out there. You have to put up a good performance after two duds against the Philadelphia Flyers, and they came out flat from the beginning, and, and the Tampa Bay Lightning did exactly what the Tampa Bay Lightning should do in that scenario, and they rolled. To a score of three to one. Let's go to the score recap real quick. Anthony Sorelli got on the board early, and the Pittsburgh Penguins penalty kill struggled in this one. They've now allowed power play goals in three of their last four games. They're hitting a little bit of a dip in the season, which is not a good sign for the Pittsburgh Penguins, considering the penalty kill was one of the few bright spots of this team over the past couple of weeks. But in the first period, the penalty kill does give up a goal. Going down one to nothing. Anthony Sorelli gets a deflection goal. It was kind of like a replay of last Thursday's opening goal. Man advantage, shot on net from Victor Hedman, and somebody in front able to get a deflection past Tristan Jari. It was Sorelli's sixth goal of the season. Hedman and Kucherov pick up the assists on that one. That's where things stood after one period of play, but it could have been a lot worse. I'm not going to say Tristan Jari kept them in the game. He made a few big saves, but at the end of the day, The Tampa Bay Lightning failed to capitalize on a couple of opportunities, and the Pittsburgh Penguins just didn't create any opportunities. They had no shots on goal in the final 17 and a half minutes of the first period. When you're challenged to go out and perform well, and in the first period, you don't put a shot on goal in the last 17 and a half minutes, especially in a game where you're facing one of the best goaltenders of this generation, it's not a good sign. But fortunately for them, they were still in the game. They were down only one to nothing at that point, then unfortunately they take a penalty in the second period and the same results persist. Tampa Bay scores going up 2 to nothing. Nikita Kucherov gets his 17th goal of the season, assist goes to Victor Hedman, his second apple on the night, and a second power play goal for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not often do the Pittsburgh Penguins allow a power play goal against, but two power play goals against, and, and that one, it almost felt like it could be over at that point, but to put the nail in the coffin a little bit more later in that second period, Tanner Janot takes an intercepted pass from Riley Smith in the neutral zone. He had a pretty rough night, did Riley Smith. So did everybody else on the team, so it's really hard to to kind of call anybody out in particular. But a turnover in the neutral zone by Riley Smith leads to a Tanner Janot goal, making it 3-0 for Tampa Bay. And at that point, it was pretty much over. The Penguins showed very little life through the first two periods. They were down three goals. Andre Vasilevsky was in net. They're on the road. It just didn't seem like they were going to be able to claw back, and and they really didn't. The third period, they had more chances. I'm not exactly sure how much the Tampa Bay Lightning were pressing and were pushing the issue and how much of it was. Let's just get to the end of this game because the two points are all but guaranteed at this point. But they did give up a goal late in the final minute of the game. Jake Gensel gets his 10th goal of the season, makes it a seven-game point streak for Gensel. Sidney Crosby picks up the assist, and at the end of the day, even that goal... Vasilevsky turns the puck over behind his own net. Crosby pokes it out to Gensel who whiffs on a shot and it bounces off two or three Tampa Bay Lightning and into the net. So even that goal, you can't really give credit to the Pittsburgh Penguins at this point. But that's where things stood after the game. The Penguins, according to Josh Yoey, had a closed-door meeting before the media was allowed in. Could only imagine how that went and what that was about. Obviously, the Pittsburgh Penguins... Now losers of three straight games, the first time in five games they've lost without even p- picking up a standings point, but it's not a good sign for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're trending in the wrong direction, and you can tell that this is a team getting close to its breaking point. Let's go to the three stars of the game in this one, and you're really, uh, I'm really stretching to find find stars on the Pittsburgh Penguins' side. I'll say the third star is Jake Gensel. I'll give it to him because he extends his point streak to seven games. Four goals, four assists in the last seven games. One thing you can say about this Penguins team is their top players, at least their top line, is performing as if it's their top line. I mean, Sidney Crosby gets a point in this one. Jake Gensel picks up a goal. Evgeny Malkin looked good in the third period when he was playing with those two. Obviously, Brian Rust does leave the game in the third period being evaluated for an upper body injury, which could also be a very bad sign for the Pittsburgh Penguins team moving forward. But I'll give it to Jake Gensel. He gets the puck on net, which is something that the Penguins failed to do more often than not last night. He does get the goal, and he avoids the shutout for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Second star of the game, I'm going to give to Tristan Jari. I-, I don't think it was his best game. Honestly, it's probably his most shaky performance that we've seen in weeks. But he made a handful of big saves. He kept them in it at points. He made a couple of breakaway saves. He made a couple of big saves on the Tampa Bay Lightning to keep the Pittsburgh Penguins within striking distance, they just never took advantage of those opportunities and were never able to really get back into the swing of things, so it was a game in which you looked at Jari and you said it wasn't a poor performance, but it wasn't a great performance, at the end of the day, you look at it and you say it's about a middle-of-the-road performance where nobody else was performing well on his team, Uh, he was helped out by uh, his post and his crossbar on a couple of occasions, so and this thing could have gotten completely out of hand, and it could have been a lot worse than three to one. Uh, but Jari had a couple of nice saves to keep it at a at least respectable. Final score. Uh, First start of this game, I'm just going to give it to Nikita Kucherov because the guy is once again performing as if he is one of the best players in the National Hockey League because he is one of the best players in the National Hockey League. He is a marksman on the power play, and he proved that once again in this one multiple points against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He had a pretty good game last Thursday as well when the Penguins came to town, so he's certainly having himself a nice season. Final thoughts on this game Kyle Dubas on Tuesday afternoon. Had the GM show with friend of the show, uh, Josh Getzoff, and he outlined how important these two games in Florida are for the Pittsburgh Penguins. said it would be, quote, indicative of where they're at at this point in the season. Well, if the first game is indicative of anything, it's that the Pittsburgh Penguins are at a pretty bad point in their season right now. Power play now o for their last 34. They've dipped below 10% on the season. Their depth scoring is not existent. Their defense is trying to figure things out. Ryan Graves is struggling. You're relying a lot on rookie defensemen, which, yes, John Ludwig has stepped up in a big way, but you don't want to have to rely on John Ludwig at this point in the season. You're only 20-some games in, and you're already turning to somebody that wasn't on the roster three months ago. So it's not a good sign for the Pittsburgh Penguins that Kyle Dubas puts so much importance on Onto these two games, and the Penguins come out and were flat in the first one. We'll see what they're able to do on Friday, which is their next matchup. They take on the Florida Panthers on Patrick Hornfist night. So, I mean, there's a little something to get you inspired to turn on the Pittsburgh Penguins. You'll get to see Patrick Hornfist, two-time Stanley Cup champion, being honored in Sunrise, Florida, as they take on the Panthers. But while I'm not sure what changes are coming, I think you can sense that Dubas is getting tired of sitting on his hands. And a change is probably going to come... Sooner rather than later. Not a good game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's not exactly the shellacking that they took to the Edmonton Oilers that caused some change last season under the Ron Hextall era, but it's something and it, a loss that, you know, the performance that they had in this one compared to the two performances they put together against the Philadelphia Flyers, it's a sign that something needs to change and that something can't be. Flipping a third and fourth liner, that's something isn't as minuscule as a singular line change. It's something that's going to have to be, not systematic, but a pretty big big move that, that gets the attention of not just people outside of the organization, but needs to grab the attention of the 20 guys that are in that locker room. Maybe the 25 guys, if you include the head coach and his assistants. But we'll see what happens with that. Obviously, Dubas did say it's going to be two games. Does a good win in Florida change the perspective? Does it stop whatever changes might be coming? I'm not exactly sure because the lifeless way that they played against Tampa Bay, I think it tells everybody that there needs to be some change if the Pittsburgh Penguins want to fight back and make it into the playoffs by the end of this season. Still a long way to go. The East is very jumbled up, but the Penguins have not been good over the past couple of games and and it's it's been pretty embarrassing uh some of the efforts that you've seen put out are out there on the ice but That's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg Recap. Remember, we have a full episode of The Tip of the Iceberg coming in just a few hours. More Penguins talk, breaking some things down. We have the Penguins mailbag that we'll get into, some of your questions from YouTube and Twitter. We'll get into all of that a little bit later today. But for this Iceberg Recap, that's going to do it. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.